Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Pasadena King. Always good to yeah. have you on the program, Jordan. Thank Always you. good to have you. So do you think, let me just let me just take the temperature here uh, rectally. Do you think I should talk more or less about Pasadena on the show? Well, I mean, here's the thing. Before you move to Pasadena, and we should explain to the listener that uh, who hasn't been listening the last 17 episodes that you moved to Pasadena. Yeah. Before you moved to Pasadena, a lot of times we talked about things in Los Angeles, America's second largest city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would talk about the Grove. We would talk about specific restaurants and streets. Uh, so on and so forth. And I think a lot of people complained that was too provincial, uh, that we were talking about the second largest city in America. Coastal, too. There was a coastal elitism to it that I think uh, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And I think that is one of the reasons why it's so great that uh, we're talking about you living in Pasadena, for one thing. Um, It's more of a sort of universal experience. I think everyone... Everyone has a little Pasadena in them. Even if you don't live in Pasadena, you've lived in a Pasadena. Am I right? Right. Yeah. Even if you haven't eaten at Pienburger, you've eaten at a Pienburger. A Pienburger, sure. And I think as you so so aptly, so insightfully pointed out, Jordan, you've moved inland. You moved mm. to the northeast now of sure. Los Angeles, yes. so you're getting you're giving listeners a real taste of America's heartland. Mm-hmm. Um, no longer is it a bunch of surfer dudes. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, I've moved away from you know those posh Hollywood celebrities I used to live by. I'm speaking, of course, about Nick Adams. Yes, <laughs> our friend. And I've Nick. moved, and I've moved <laughs> to where the people are. By the people, I mean Kevin Porter. <laughs> As blue collar and working class as a podcaster can get. So yeah, so I do have a couple of Pasadena things to say up top. Um, Jordan, hold on. This is a tease. It's mm-hmm. a little tease. We just want to mention it's the Max Fun Drive. It is. Um, things have been really tough in Pasadena lately. Uh, the economy's really taken a hit. Um, and if you want to p- put a little bit of money into Pasadena, go to maximumfund.org slash join. Pat, what Pasadena is, it is, it is a, um, it is a community theater and antique store economy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, your $5 a month goes directly through Jordan to play it again sports. Right. Uh, sporting goods is such a central, I mean, Basically, Biden ran on supporting the used sporting goods industry. Um, Too many people paying full price for tennis rackets that they're really, realistically, they're going to use them once or twice a year. Uh, Go ahead, Jordan. Uh, Yeah, so here are, um, here's just, no, let's say, you know, I think I got three. Here's three fun Pasadena things that I've discovered in the past, uh, in the past couple days, uh, at least since we last recorded. Uh, Another update from the Pasadena subreddit, the most uh, adorable and wholesome subreddit on the internet. Uh, This is from R Pasadena. This was at the top. This is a question. Best chocolate chip slash chocolate chunk cookies in Pasadena? (laughs) Any recommendations with or without nuts? (laughs) You know what, Jordan? Inclusivity matters. Inclusivity matters. Chip, chunk, 
with yeah. nut without it's a big tent everybody's yeah. welcome get under here yeah but seriously though leave leave the nuts out nobody wants that and i would say there was probably 60 comments under that yeah um very lively discussion uh so two i had my car washed at pasadena car wash they went with the first thought name wise <laughs> right. um but i was at, Pas- at pasadena not car going wash a to c as they say in improv no 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 yeah uh so I got it washed. They did a great job. Um, and whose headshot should I see hanging up by the cash register? But frequent uh, Jordan Jesse Go reference, weatherman Dallas Rains. He had a great car wash. What do we got to do to get our headshots up in local businesses? Should we get headshots? Yeah, I think that's step one. Get yeah. headshots, carry uh-huh. them around. Pre- you want to, Well, I mean, I was going to say pre-sign them, but then I think they probably people want a personalized message. It's so about maybe- the show. Yeah. You know, you're really, you, you want to involve people in the experience. Yes. And uh, so that was that was really fun. Uh, and thing three, it was a couple weeks ago. It was, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of this uh, holiday. I don't know how much you guys like to blaze, but it was 420. And uh, I, I realized. Jordan, you know you're speaking to the king of drugs right now. I, th- I thought so. I was wondering yeah. if you were still the king of drugs, and it turns out I don't know if maybe you had been disposed. Maybe you had been poisoned. Maybe you had been poisoned by the <laughs> prince of drugs who wanted your throne. <laughs> My uncle. Yeah. <laughs> blew that dust on me. Now there's a, a power vacuum in the drug kingdom. Uh, so I went to uh, the closest. Disp- I had not been to a dispensary out here. I had one that I liked by my old place, uh, the Green Easy. If you're ever over there visiting Nick Adams, head on into the Green Easy. Um, Let's be honest. You're meeting Nick Adams at the Green Easy. Sure. <laughs> Give each other a little high five on the way yeah. out. Jesse, do you think ye- I think you could and maybe even we can get our guests in on this. Mm-hmm. Do you think you could guess the name of Pasadena's hottest weed dispensary? Okay. So a lot of weed dispensaries have either pun names, yeah, uh, medical themed names like sure, care yeah. or right. uh, or you know medicine or whatever. Um, a lot of them have sort of uh, names with an urban flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, Mad Heads Dispensary or something like that. Um, Talk it out. Talk it out. You're going to get there. So these are, some of the, these are some of the ideas that come immediately to mind. Now, this one is in Pasadena, so I'm going to guess that it's called uh, the Pasadena Marijuana Dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas Reigns, headshot up in the lobby. Uh, no, you're, do we, do we want to welcome our guests and give them yeah, a chance to br- guess? Because I think someone can get this. I think yeah. it's, it's, it, is, it is obvious in a great way, and I think someone can get this. Okay. Our guests on the program, n- not only two of our favorite podcasters, two of our favorite men walking this great green earth, this blue-green marble as seen from space. Right. You know, yes. Jordan, they say the astronauts can see two man-made things from space, the Great Wall of China and the greatest Canadian podcast of them all, Stop Podcasting Yourself. Our guests on the program, Graham Clark and Dave Shumka. Hi, Dave and Graham. How you doing, buddies? Hello. Hello. I, the, 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 it's true. Astronauts can see two things from space. <laughs> yeah. Geez, nuts. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> yep. 
<laughs> See, Shumka gets it, Jordan. That's why we invite him on the program. Graham, we'll find out. But Dave gets it. We also would have accepted your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys want to take a whack at um, what Pasadena's hottest weed dispensary is called? I have a guess. You, you have a guess, Graham? Yeah. Okay, you do it. Dr. Spliff, Medicine Woman. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No, but it should be. Yeah, I think, it's really good. I think somewhere in Los Angeles, Brian Fernandez just broke his microphone. <laughs> laughing at that. Uh, yeah, they are leaving money on the table by not calling it that. Because I think, uh, you know, a Dr. Quinn medicine woman pun has, uh, I think it's 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 never, it's it's the right time for yes. it. Yes. Yeah. The show is back in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Millennials are binging it. <laughs> Yeah. Binge anything. They'll binge anything. Those wacky yeah. millennials. You it's name a, it, they'll binge it. It's a way better name than the one that I fucking came up with for my spot, which is uh, Touched by a Marijuana Angel. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Highway to Hashish. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, Jordan, seriously, is Dave. it a Rose Bowl themed pun? Oh, it's not, but that's a great direction. Somebody else could probably use that. Okay. Yeah, smoke a rose bowl, you know, fat rose bowls. It's 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 there. Mm. Yeah. I all I know about Pasadena is the stuff that you've talked about off the top of the show. <laughs> I know there's a little old lady. <laughs> yeah. There's a little old lady. She's from here. <laughs> there's right. nobody, Mina. <laughs> mm, no, I'm. I fold. <laughs> okay, no, that's, that's you know, you, I think you had a, I think the Rose Bowl thing was great. Mm-hmm. You're on the right track. Uh, Pasadena's hottest weed dispensary is in fact called Puff Puff Pasadena. Mm. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's very, very good. And I, I was expecting something, um, you know, more in line with Pasadena's antique store aesthetic. I was expecting a, you know, crafty boutique uh, uh, weed experience. This was a terrifying place. All the doors looked like they had been kicked in recently. Uh, it, there were lost cat posters up in the building for cats that had gone missing years ago. So it seemed like they were squatting in this place. But that's an but antique. They, that Technically, that's an antique. Yeah, yes. no, I guess you're right. I guess you're right for collectors. Um <laughs> So and it was a very dirty place as well, but they had taken great care to paint a beautiful mural of a uh, Goku doing a bong rip. <laughs> that, that that was very well maintained. The rest of the store uh, uh, seemed like maybe uh, it was not zoned to be there. There is in a marijuana dispensary. There is a very difficult balance to maintain at the door. Uh, which is you want someone who kind of sets the t- you want someone there at the door who sets the tone for you know a, a high touch high class customer experience you know you want somebody who's welcoming you uh, with the welcome that you get when you when you sit down in first class on uh, an international air flight. You know what I mean? You want somebody to to offer you uh, a, a little flute of champagne and some hot nuts. That's uh, ideal, Dave. I'm referring to 
these nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, of course. <laughs> um, but then you also need someone scary enough to prevent people from just bum-rushing the door of an all-cash business. <laughs> sure, yes, it was uh, It was delicate. They had uh, the latter, but not the former. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, Jordan, uh, do, do you expect uh, anyone outside of Los Angeles to know the difference between Pasadena and the rest of it? You know, we, we on this show, Dave, <laughs> yeah. stopped caring about reaching oh, out right. to a broader audience a while yeah. ago. Um, is that philosophy a mistake? Mm. Yes, almost certainly. Because, yeah. I mean, obviously we could have people tuning in, you know, because they're fans of yours, and then they're just kind of hearing about these kind of regional curiosities, <laughs> local weathermen, these sorts of things. Sure. Uh, yeah, and then they never listen again. Dave, you and Graham are running a, what they call a big tent podcast. Yes, You're talking yeah. about universal things like commercial drive and commercial Canadian drive. Tire. Yes. Yeah, Davy Street. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> Canadian Tire, absolutely. Yes. Uh, Tim you know, What's our favorite? J.J. Uh, Bean. <laughs> <laughs> the answer, of course, D's Nuts. D's Nuts. <laughs> what award shows have the Bare Naked Ladies hosted yes. recently? Yeah. <laughs> What's Snow up to? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dave, today I ate at White Spot. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another universal restaurant. Yeah. What's yeah. what's White Spot? It's a Vancouver uh, like it was. It started off as like a burger, you know, the best burger and fries in town, and now it's just like a chain restaurant with, you know, fettuccine and <laughs> tacos, and they're like, <laughs> but like you used to be able to go, and my parents still do. You you can go to one where they. I guess they don't roller skate to your car anymore, but they like put a giant tray that goes across the driver's seat and the passenger seat attaches onto the windows and they put the food in wait it go it goes across the entire front yeah, ca cabin it, it of the car it hooks on to both sides of uh, of the car and does you, it telescope uh yeah i think so i haven't been to that part of, like that version of it in Thirty years, but you've been to other ones recently, and not the one where they put a tray across the entire <laughs> front of your car, Dave. Yeah, because it's like a. Uh, I, I guess it, when you do that, it's like <laughs> an evening out. Like you're committed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you're no limousine liberal. Yeah. No, it's it's. Uh, have you ever been to that one, Graham? No, I uh, don't have a car, so it would be me balancing a tray in the parking lot. <laughs> Trying to, like, bend the tray so the food slides into your mouth like a little slide. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to see Graham roll up to that spot, uh, that, that particular white spot, and have them run that tray across the whole front of the, of the city bus. Yes, now we're talking. Now we're talking something. Everybody on the bus can have a bite, and uh, it makes it's a day man. Yeah, but Dave's on the subject of restaurants that expand their menus to include all foods. Mm -hmm. The like native restaurant genre to Los Angeles is a restaurant that serves tacos, burgers, and pastrami. Mm. Uh, somehow in like 1942, pastrami became endemic to all fast food restaurants in Los Angeles. And now so many restaurants have a giant sign outside that says pastrami. And I do, I 
truly do not know who's going to these places for pastrami. Mm. So I think here's the secret with those places, Jesse. So they, yes, there are many, many restaurants that have been there since, you know, uh, uh, early 1900s, tacos, burgers, and pastrami. At every one of those restaurants, one of them is good, but you do not know which one it is. (laughs) Each of those restaurants can nail one of those things but it is always unclear which so it's 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 a it's it's a it's a roulette it's a it's like a russian roulette but with diarrhea near our (laughs) near our office is a restaurant that i first went to when i first moved to los angeles uh and i I was living in koreatown and there's there's a neighborhood called pico union below koreatown and our old friend big time gene o'neill suggested to me when i moved to la that i go to this restaurant uh, it's a restaurant that specializes in a, a takeout container with a bed of French fries and a quarter chicken on top of it or half a chicken on top of it. And it's all soaked in this. Oh, is this Dino's? Yeah. So this I think also... you're giving Gene credit for my wreck. I've oh, been, really? Uh, I've been I... stumping for Dino's since uh, since before you got here, Jesse. Well, you're, then, Jordan, then Jordan told me, and uh, I, I believe you absolutely, Jordan, and, and God bless you for that recommendation. Thank you. Give me credit for recommending a restaurant. Damn it. I'm good at that, too. I can say a restaurant that's good. (laughs) The chicken is soaked in this kind of orange, like literally orange, uh, vinegar garlic sauce. The fries are soaked in that same sauce. It's a fantastic. It's more food than two people can eat, and it costs $8. And um, it is... I have never seen someone order something other than this dish. This chicken dish is the you just go up to the counter and you say two. Uh right. and they they give you two of them. Uh and this restaurant is called Dino's Burgers and it has a giant sign outside that says pastrami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the great pastrami run of 1926. Everybody knows this story. I think in the 20s, it was code for opium. Like you could score <laughs> opium and then just kind of crash in the back. Is there is there a food product that's endemic or a t- style of restaurant that's native to uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, where you guys live? It's a lot. There's a, like a lot, a lot of sushi places here and and debate over which one's the best in town. But... I can't eat fish, so I can't uh, contribute to that uh, conversation, but I'm sure Dave has a favorite. Yeah, I have my favorite's the closest one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's sushi and coffee. Uh, not not in the same places, but... That wouldn't be bad, though. Sushi coffee house? Yeah. I don't even like hearing those two words close together. <laughs> hearing sushi, the word sushi and then the word coffee mm-hmm. is so gross. Do you remember in like, I remember when I was a, a kid and a, it, it was sort of around the, you know, late 80s espresso boom. That, right. uh, uh, the, ti- the time of the sun-dried tomato. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. And I remember there being... The, the panini sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Back when all sandwiches were pressed flat. <laughs> uh, and I remember their uh, uh, chocolate-covered coffee beans became a thing. Right. As like a candy treat. And I remember having a couple as a kid. And it was like, it felt kind of like that thing where, you know, if your parents catch you smoking, they make you smoke the entire pack. It's like, oh, you're interested in coffee, eh? Well, have some of this. And it was just vile. Like, you're chewing on a coffee bean. 
Yeah, I mean, one of the things about coffee is that it truly tastes very bad. Mm -hmm. um, now, we, I think human beings can train themselves to, to appreciate many flavors, but coffee's primary thing is being bitter, which is a warning to our bodies that we're consuming poison. Yeah, well, would, uh, what's something that's really bitter? I was going to say kale, but it's not bitter. No. What's a food that's bitter? <laughs> coffee. <Sure. laughs> yes, coffee. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. Uh, now, we're talking about regional differences, and I wanted to bring back um, an old line of questioning that I was thinking about this week, and I was thinking about it fondly. We had a very fun run of asking our guests um, where, when they were growing up, where did a teen go to be bad? Where did a teen go to be bad with other teens? And we retired the segment when I believe it was our guest, David Hayter, who lived in Japan, went to a Yakuza bar where he karate kicked a door <laughs> off of its hinges, I believe. Yes. Um, so we retired the segment, but I think it's time to bring it out of out of retirement. Um Rambo style. Uh -huh. Also, um, we should we should explain. We retired it because after David told that story, we realized that no one could ever compete with Blair Erskine, who just went to a Christian dance club that was called CC Coconuts. What was it called? JC Pineapples, I believe. JC is for Jesus Christ. The pineapples <laughs> is for pineapples. Uh, yeah. So we've we've had a lot. I mean, it's it, it we've had a lot of great answers to this question. I don't want to, you know, obviously, you know put expectations sky high but i am curious about where your where your teen mischief places were growing up graham were you bad yeah i was bad to the bone <laughs> i because i find i find this hard to relate to because i was never bad that's right yeah. yeah dave just went to church and then went home <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't anywhere in between yeah. church and home where you could stop and bum a smoke yeah or... exactly um, I think the place for me was a place called uh, Lloyd's Rollercade, which was a roller skating rink in an industrial part of town. And it was a place that if, if you're inside Lloyd's Rollercade, innocent fun. Outside Lloyd's Rollercade, drugs Ooh. and complete chaos. So that, that was like by the dumpsters of Lloyd's Rollercade. <laughs> that was my hot spot. Yeah, well, I mean, once they once they throw away all the drugs, you're there by the dumpsters, exactly. ready. It's drug freeganism. Yeah, exactly. Drugs and corn dogs. It's all that the teenager yeah. needs. Graham, um, I would love it. I would love it if this rollercade. You mentioned it was in an industrial neighborhood. Yeah, I would love it if it was in a residential neighborhood. <laughs> wouldn't, you, wouldn't you love to be in the backyard looking through the window of a rollercade? <laughs> Yeah, just waking up to shares. Of, do you believe in life after love? Oh, on repeat, um, or possibly in a commercial neighborhood, like in a high rise, or next to a stock exchange, or like just one floor of a high rise. Yeah. Go up the elevator to get the Lloyd's roller cave. I went to a movie theater for a while that was in a high rise, uh, and it was when I lived in Koreatown. There were no movie theaters within. Uh, 15 or 20 minutes drive like you really had to go to another a whole other part of los angeles to go to the movies uh but then this movie theater opened up and my wife and i went there to see you know tomorrow never dies or whatever and uh we went into like a korean home goods mall 
um, which is like these stores that sell like uh, plastic baskets and bidets and rice cookers. And uh, like there's like six home goods that are essential to a Korean home, not otherwise available in the United States. They sell them at a Korean specific home goods store. And uh, we went into one of these. There were a lot of these in, in the neighborhood. Went into one of these, got into an elevator because it said to get into an elevator. Just went up into an office building and there was a Korean language movie theater there that was just on a floor of an office building and they just projected off of a DVD. And wow. honestly, honestly, it was like one of the best movie theaters I've ever gone like that is my <laughs> ideal movie theater experience as long as they're not charging me more than twelve dollars uh i would love to go into an office building and watch it with korean subtitles so that i don't have to like fight for a seat nice yeah dave were you really not when, when was when did you become bad when like when did you drink first or when did you like try drugs first i drank first when it was legal to do it so I sure. I waited until I was 19 uh, and I was like two years into college and like living in the dorms and everyone was drinking. And I was like, well, this is not uh, this is not legal. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do that little shoulder shaming? While yeah, you said yeah, it? Like, I'm not going to tell anybody, but, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you know, but you could get in real trouble for this. You should know you yeah. could get in real trouble. And you told the dean like, I, I, something's going on in there. I, I don't want to be a squealer, but something's going on in there that you should check out. Yeah, you should smell their breath. It smells, <laughs> it smells like dad's breath. <laughs> uh, it definitely was a turnoff, uh, like to drinking, like being sober around drunk people especially in college especially like the next day when you know there was just like the the common room was just filled with stinky half drunk beers and uh it was uh and like spilled in the to the carpet and stuff man that college carpet smell speaking of like, which Whoa! Yeah, cracking go, a Bruce. Go, go. <laughs> I remember in college. I also, I also didn't drink in college. I still don't drink. And uh, I remember in college, a friend of a, a common friend of Jordan and mine moved into a, a shared apartment, and she was living with like six dudes. And I remember going to visit, and she was remains a focused successful a highly you know kind of type a lady um runs a giant restaurant in austin texas now and uh, i remember going over to her apartment and i remember so vividly the smell just like the foul like beer on the floor spilled bong water smell and i was just so confused because she was such a like together clean with it person and i remember saying to jordan like what's going on at lauren's house like it doesn't seem in and jordan was just like have you never been to a college person's apartment? <laughs> and I was like, hmm, no, I suppose I am friendless now that you mention it. Yeah, it is pretty uniform. And I think my, my theory is that, you know, all, all around the world, if you were to go to their college town and, you know, find some way to, to snoop around at their living rooms, you would get a very similar kind of uh, stale 
waft. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, Dave, that's my recommendation to you. Go to a college town, find some way to snoop around a few living rooms and see yeah. if you can get a waft. Yeah, yeah. Dave, was your was your not your not drinking was it like was it a like a religious not drinking or no, just No, you know? it was okay. just like a uh I've always been a rule follower and like a control sure. freak. Like I, I'm scared of uh, substances that might make me, you know, lose control of a my bowels, <laughs> which I assume they all do. That's a concern. Yeah, he used to. He was into Metamucil for a while. We were really worried <laughs> yeah. about. I still am. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love this stuff, dude. You stool softening over there? Nice. <laughs> These are strong, so just take half, <laughs> or you're really gonna ass blast. <laughs> take half. See what it does. <laughs> see how soft it makes your stool. But my I like my teenage years, the two things I remember, like one is going to pool halls and yep. like assuming this is what grownups did. <laughs> like <laughs> going by grownups you mean Jackie yeah. Gleason? Yeah. <laughs> WC Fields, my uncle, he would be there. Right. Paul Newman. Yeah, Paul Newman. <laughs> and the other All the adults. <laughs> All three adults. <laughs> and the other was going to Blockbuster. And like mm-hmm. seeing that they don't have the video or video game I want, and then cruising by like where they're like assembling things that they're gonna reshelve and be like, yeah, huh, I wonder if MLB Sports Talk Baseball is in here. <laughs> <laughs> Did someone just return it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, they couldn't have kept it for the full three days. <laughs> Graham, what were you doing? By the dumpster, by the roller rink. Uh, that was it. Was mostly drinking beers. There was always. I don't know if it's c- called the same thing in America, but you'd get somebody to boot for you. It was you getting like a, a very either creepy or crime adjacent adult to buy you <laughs> booze. <laughs> yeah, like a Paul Newman. Yes, type. Yeah. <laughs> a real Jackie Gleason. So there would yes. be, you know, there'd be one kid that had a bunch of beer, and like we didn't know what beers were you know easy to drink and so i remember one guy bought a whole thing of porter and we were like oh man this <laughs> yeah, is this advanced. is bitter shit <laughs> sure but we still downed it all that is the like learning curve of the like kid who you know starts drinking a little late um who like doesn't have an older sibling is the like uh, do I just drink vodka from the bottle? I don't know, you know? <laughs> yeah, just like just knowing that it's time to drink, but not knowing what the fuck you should do. I remember like one of the first times I went to a bar, I knew the bartender, uh, and I was like, oh, uh, what should I have? I was thinking like a grasshopper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, my, so the first couple times I went to like bars where people were ordering cocktails, I said a Manhattan because I had heard about it on The Simpsons. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a Simpsons episode where Bart goes to work for the mafia wow. and makes them Manhattans. Yeah. Uh, so I ordered that and, and I've never liked them. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I mean, I say this as a non-drinker, but with an outsider's eye for detail, uh, and of course my canny uh, social awareness, I'm going to say that 20 to 30% of social drinkers at bars are drinking their signature drink, which is uh, basically the first drink they figured out how to order at a bar. Yeah. yeah. Like somebody just said whiskey and soda uh, when they were... 20 years old and they had scammed their way into a bar and uh they were like 
I mean, this is fine. Yeah. And they didn't want to think of new things. The first time I went to a bar, I was with th- three of my friends, and they had a whiskey drink, mm-hmm. a lager drink, <laughs> a vodka <laughs> drink. Dave, so I had a cider is, drink. <laughs> Dave, this is our show, not your show. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like their show better at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're changing the show, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, Dave Graham, what is a goblin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, will we ever get to the bottom? of that yeah we know that it's slimy we know that it's short it has like uh the ragged clothes jordan i don't know if you ever heard this segment on stop podcasting yourself but Uh, more of a retail nightmares guy oh sure (laughs) yeah that's our main competitor (laughs) but for quite some time on stop podcasting yourself every guest who came on was asked what a goblin is and the breadth of variety of answers on that subject was just breathtaking I mean, what's nebulous? I mean, it's very nebulous, yeah, right? You, yeah. you know, you hear about ghosts and goblins, and everyone can tell you about a ghost, but a goblin sure. is kind of like, you know, it's uh, it's up in the air, baby. Yeah, I think he's probably got long fingers. He could have Add long fingers. Yeah. Have you ever like consulted a, like a mythology expert we, about it? We uh, consulted Steve Harvey because they did it once. They did a family feud. Uh, <laughs> we asked a hundred people, "What is right. something about a goblin?" <laughs> <laughs> and then someone said, uh, "That big old ass." And Steve Harvey just looked at the camera like, "I don't. Who are these people? Yeah. Who are these people?" Uh, I've I've been watching I've been watching a lot of Family Feud lately. It is uh it is I just love it. I think Steve Harvey is the greatest man to host anything. I think that fucking looking at the camera stick gets me every time. He's great. I mean, he has um, a really funny face. Like his a, face yeah. is basically a a drawing of a face. I also like that there are moments where he leans on the on the dais or whatever, like, God damn it. Why aren't you better at this game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> and He's like, something- wow, I was in the Kings of Comedy and big butts is what she says? That's her answer? <laughs> D.L. Hughley doesn't have to deal with this. <laughs> Whoever writes the like cards that flip over to reveal the answers, they've started to try and make those like funny. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think it, it 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 does not work. I think they should keep them straight. But sometimes one is so baffling. Like they were doing one about like, you know, name something that sags when you get older. <laughs> and the answer, well, the number one answer, of course, was boobs. So someone said boobs. Or a goblin's butt. Flipped, a goblin's butt. <laughs> very saggy butts. Uh-huh. Um, and when it flipped over, the card... They got the question right for boobs, but the card said glands of milk and honey. <laughs> what? And it just showed it for, I mean, you know, that you can, you know how, how long that shot is when they flip over the thing and this, the audience all yelled glands of milk and honey. And it's, it, it's the most insane I've ever felt. And yeah, it made me think that maybe I had died and I was just like, this is what is happening in my head on the operating table or something. Can I ask you a question, Jordan? Yeah. Do you not have honey tits? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I've got I those wish. sweet honey tits. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Not milk, though, right? 
Uh, no, no milk. <laughs> Lemonade. <laughs> Lemonade. <laughs> I got to go around the corner. <laughs> get to see a man about some fudge. <laughs> got to see the <laughs> corner fudge man. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, Graham Clark, uh, hanging loose. Dave Shumka, lady of the lake. <laughs> oh, 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 these are fun. Do you remember when, uh, speaking of the of the era of um, sun-dried tomatoes and clearly Canadian beverages, um, New York seltzers, all those things, uh, those were the days. <laughs> uh, those were the days. Do you remember when, like, uh, all twelve-year-old boys' T-shirts were related to like geckos surfing? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the yeah the 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 era of the like surf extreme sports T-shirt for everyone, regardless of if they were into extreme sports yeah. or not. Like, I definitely wanted one of those, and one hundred percent, you couldn't have paid me enough to get on a surfboard or skateboard. But like, the prospect of a CNC Hawaii or a CNC music, yeah, fashion, no, I'm not sure. No, I mean, you're thinking of TNC surf designs. Yeah, yeah. TNC yeah. surf With designs. The uh, surfing gorilla, the sure. uh, skateboarding tiki man. Did you have? Uh, chip and pepper chip and down pepper, in America. Yeah. <laughs> uh. No. <laughs> well, who were Chip and Pepper? Chip and Pepper were the t-shirt company. I think it was to like real life twins, but they're made. But uh, the logos on the shirt were two muscular dogs. <laughs> and one was chip and one we had big dogs did yeah. you guys have big dogs lead follower get out of the yeah, way yeah we had yeah. yeah but yeah chip and pepper was our like our equivalent of tc shirt surf shop God, yeah gotcha i mean honestly i can't get hard unless the dogs are yoked you know <laughs> yeah. end of the day yeah they were, those they were they were dogs um, like bulldogs with sunglasses on it was chip and pepper Hell wet yeah. wear yeah. <laughs> wow <laughs> Very hip. Very, very hip. Hey, uh, speaking of stuff that definitely won't turn off the audience, it's Max Fun Drive time, baby! Yeah! All of Maximum Fun, this show, Stop Podcasting Yourself, all the rest, all supported by your memberships. Our thanks to every single person out there who is a Maximum Fun member. This, Jordan, believe it or not, I went and looked. This is our 75th Max Fun Drive. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I Who would have thought I mean, that we would have made it? That's the diamond anniversary. It feels like the 43rd. I know. It does. It really does. But time passes so quickly when I'm with you, Jordan. That's true. And David Graham as well. Thank you. Hey, we've got a we we owe the audience a reveal. Uh, we did some voting uh, regarding our bonus content. Uh, of course, every year. If you uh, donate in the Max Fun Drive, uh, every show puts up uh, some bonus content, and and when you donate, not only do you get that year's bonus content, but all of the bonus content uh, from the entire history of the network. So over forty five million hours. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna <laughs> really love the Boco that Fibber McGee and Molly put up in the <laughs> early nineteen yes. forties. When Amos and Andy went back and reviewed their favorite episodes of Baywatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
If you thought the early episodes of this show were problematic, go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> um, so this year, uh, for our bonus content, we decided to take a running joke uh, to the next level and do a review of a late-period Burt Reynolds movie. Yeah. Uh, we had some fun uh, a couple weeks ago just reading Burt Reynolds' weird IMDb with a bunch of movies he made in a fugue state uh, that <laughs> are hard to get on streaming. He would just he would just chew gum until he was in a trance and then do four movies. Um, and every one of those movies would explain its entire plot and premise uh, in um, in italics seventies font on the poster. Uh, so we, along with Max Fun's own Drea Clark from the uh, podcast formerly known as Who Shot Ya, uh, Drea Clark, we should mention, watched this movie with us and is a film professional. Yes, mm. she is an actual expert on film. She's a film festival programmer, uh, critic, etc. So we uh, uh, s- uh, sat her down, and I don't want to say we made her. I think she wanted to sit down with us and watch Malone. Oh, Malone, Jordan. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna pick the middle road here on this and say she neither wanted to nor we made her, but she was. <laughs> under the circumstances willing to she did do it yeah watch malone the tagline of which is ex-cop ex-fbi explosive <laughs> <laughs> now there is not one reference to him having been a cop in the entire movie no to there be is clear. not uh they seems like they just added that uh to for the tagline they're like this thing needs to be longer taglines they're long graham you perked up when we said that have you heard of the movie yeah, I, I most definitely have heard of Malone. It was a movie that I tried to get my mom to rent from the video store. <laughs> On the cover, it was him with a shotgun and fire in the background. Yep. And uh, yep. yeah, every every other time we went, I wanted to get Malone. So yeah. never did. She never always did. wanted to get Joe Montana Sports Talk Football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we watched it with Drea. We had such a fun time. It was great. We'll save our thoughts on Malone uh, uh, for you to listen to in the bonus content. Uh, but it was a blast. We've done a bunch of other cool stuff. Dave and Graham, what have you guys done for uh, Boco over the years? And do you have anything cool this year? Well, in, in past years we've done, we played uh, the Trivial Pursuit with Alicia Tobin. We did an episode of Nothing great. But Overheards. We did... Uh, uh, a backwards episode where we started with the end and went yeah we yeah yeah and then we did uh, a call-in show for our alter egos the card guys yeah, yeah. people uh, wanted yeah. the cards <laughs> appraised um and then this year a few weeks ago we we did an episode with guest Bita Judaki and uh at the end uh, Graham texted me and said oh Dave I lost all my media I uh, my audio is all gone and I said, oh, don't worry. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't record the Zoom. <laughs> and so uh, we had to re-record that episode. But we still had the audio uh, from me and Beta. And so Graham, for our bonus content this year, recreated the original episode by... Wow. I don't know how he did it. <laughs> That's like when Gus Van Sant remade Psycho. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> shot for shot, baby. <laughs> um, you know, it has been a very, very difficult year, uh, and I know not that... for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> cool, well, dude. I mean, Graham lost that audio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, uh, God opens the door sometimes. Jordan's, Jordan's had a lot of problem with problems with conflicting drivers on his computer, so it's mm. been a tough. It's been a tough year. 
Um, and I know that I have been very grateful for the Max Fund community in helping get me through that year. Not just Jordan, certainly Jordan and, and Brian, but uh, all the folks in, in the Max Fund community. And uh, I've also heard from folks who said that the, the work that we do has helped them get through a tough year. You know, all the time, Max Fund is about that, right? Like, we really do try and have a unifying spirit among our shows and within our audience. But um, this year, it, that felt particularly significant. So our thanks to everybody who, who was a part of that, listening to shows, sharing shows, um, sharing thoughts and feelings with us, um, supporting us, being supported by us. Um, I, I, I was very, very glad to have the job that I have. Uh, this year. And the reason that I have, the, the reason this is a job is because of the members of Maximum Fun. Like, I'm, I am still stunned 75 Max Fun drives in uh, that this actually counts as a professional gig. That, like, we have me and Jordan here getting paid to do this work. We have Sonny D, Brian Fernandez getting paid to do this work. Uh, Val, who's video streaming tonight, is getting paid to be here. Dave and Graham, not, but... What? I'm out of here. They, yeah, sorry, <laughs> but they get paid for their other show. You're getting a lovely muffin <laughs> basket. Uh, no, it, it, is, it is awesome. It's really awesome that uh, everybody who works at Max Fun... Um, uh, can can do this as a job. It's so awesome, and it's it's uh, it's interesting. Kind of what is happening to podcasting. I certainly have some friends who um, who do or did podcasts for some networks or concerns that got bought by giant companies and now bankroll Joe Rogan. So uh, it is nice that, you know, we don't have to worry about VC money or where it's going. It's just nice listeners who like the shows and want to give a little bit to keep them going and get some nice stuff in return. And it's, it's, it's great. It's great to be able to like make a show for a relatively small audience that just like loves it, you know, uh, as opposed to having to worry about, getting it out to a bazillion people who don't really care about it. But like, yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it's nice saying that like, this is a viable thing to do as long as there's like a small number of people who really like it. Yeah. If you're out there and you've made it through this year, uh, intact, if, if you're, if you're still standing and you're able, you can go to maximumfund.org slash join and become a member of maximum fun. Uh, there are many levels starting at five bucks a month. If you are having a hard time uh, because of this terrible year or just in general, we understand don't go to MaximumFun.org slash join. But if you are one of those folks who is uh, doing all right, um, why not sign up because other folks can't? Um, I, I think that's just as valid a reason. If you want to go to MaximumFun.org slash join, um, it, it, the people who are able to still support us, and we're so grateful for every single one, are uh, the reason that this thing didn't sink our operation. We're very grateful. Yeah, thank you so much to everybody who does this. It's so awesome, and it just it, it feels great. It just like feels nice to be able to make stuff for cool people um, because like the Max Fun audience is very cool and i know that like a lot of times when you're making stuff on the internet you don't get to pick your fans you just get some fans and then <laughs> have to deal with them but um i feel so thankful that like the max fun community is cool people that i like i think a, a lot of people when i talk to them and tell them that i do podcasts they're like 
Oh, so I bet you have to deal with podcast fans. I'm like, no, they're great. They're really yeah. nice and cool. And like some of them are send me a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog fan art. But honestly, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's so nice. It's so nice to make stuff for cool people that you like um, as opposed to, you know, a giant bazillion dollar company. Um, really, really feels good. Yeah. So thanks to all the folks who are already members of Maximum Fun. Uh, thanks to everybody who's becoming a member of Maximum Fun. Uh, if you're ready to be one of those folks, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jessica. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Graham Clark, Godzilla versus King Kong. Dave Shumka. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, Graham, you're not fighting Godzilla and King Kong. You are the, the movie, movie Godzilla. Yes. Okay, yeah, you are the you. movie. You're sort of embodying the spirit yeah. of Godzilla versus I King Kong. I do a Kong. lot of community outreach. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Visits, visits kids in the hospital. I'm Godzilla versus <laughs> King Kong. What are you in for? I'm the movie. <laughs> Do you like the part where I go into the hollow earth? <laughs> Man, can I tell you a quick a quick Godzilla versus King Kong anecdote? So I have not seen sure. the movie Godzilla versus King Kong. I'm busy watching the movie Godzilla versus Ghidorah. Mm. But um, my daughter is really interested in the movie Godzilla versus King Kong. We have not let her see it yet because we're thing is kind of maybe a little bit too much of a grown up movie. But uh, the good news is is that we did go to the playground uh, with Elliot Kalin, uh, and Elliot Kalin broke down all the reasons that he was upset uh, by uh, the implausibility of the science. In the movie mm. Godzilla vs. Sure. King Kong. So thanks thanks to Elliot. Uh, yeah. My daughter got to have the experience of seeing Godzilla vs. King Kong without us having to let her watch an adult film. So Interesting part of that movie, it has a heroic podcaster. Really? Yeah, a heroic podcaster saves the day. Is it Joe Rogan? It is, yes. <laughs> God damn it. He saves he saves the day by teaching Godzilla and Kong to be intellectually open yeah. to all yes. ideas. Yes. Saves to all us from ideas. closed minds. Sure. And learning about things. And then they all and then they all smoke DMT. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a good movie. <laughs> when something momentous happens to you, like you smoke DMT with some Kaijus and Joe Rogan, give us a call, 206-9844-FUN, or send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Just be careful. Don't send a voice memo to Dave and Graham because Dave will complain about it on air. <laughs> He'll be mad at you that you did such a good job recording the audio, even though you're his old friend who made his podcast the second <laughs> podcast ever on Maximum Fun. <laughs> MaximumFun.org slash join if you want to support <laughs> Stop Podcasting Yourself. Uh, we got a big, uh, lot of stuff planned this year. and uh... <laughs> Let's play our first call. Hey, this is Connor calling from Vancouver with a momentous occasion. Uh, I live in a pretty dicey part of Vancouver, and my girlfriend dropped her phone the other day and lost it, and we were pretty bummed. But uh, we were eventually contacted uh, uh because we got an emergency message on the screen of the phone. The phone was found by an unhosed uh, gentleman here, super good homie, who found it and refused to take money when he gave it back to us. Um, 
just a nice reminder that, like, you know, there's nice people everywhere, and it was a super nice thing that he did. This guy with nothing wouldn't take anything for helping us out, and it's just, you know, I've had a bad time, and it's nice to see some good humanity out there. Love you guys. Be good. We love you, too. Yeah. Thanks for Thanks. being good. Thank you. Thanks, Connor. Uh, Vancouver sounds like a beautiful place. I literally, here's what happened to me today. I was in my car. I got a phone call. I never get a phone call. I had to pull over. It was my uh, sister-in-law, my brother's wife. And I pulled over, and uh, it wasn't her. It was a kid who had found her phone calling me. Wow. What? Who... And and I was like, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what's the like? What's the logic of how do we get the? How do we arrange for you to get the? Because you can't call her, huh? Okay, so no, wait. I'll just tell my brother. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't figure out how he called from a locked phone. Oh, yeah. well, that's you know, you see, he's a kid. Yeah. Kids are tech yeah. savvy. He's you know, he's a hacker. Maybe you were in your yes. sister's medical information, and he's a first responder. Yeah, yeah maybe he had like a, a selection of uh, thumbnails or thumbprints. <laughs> so one thing I know about Gen Z is that they love collecting thumbprints. Yeah. <laughs> All of my favorite TikToks are thumbprint related. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, yes. We, so we've been doing this thing on the show, Dave and Graham. Uh, we, are, we have basically boundless creativity and definitely haven't hit the bottom of our ideas for this show (laughs) so we're full of new ideas for segments that are always winners and always generate a lot of calls in our frankly huge audience and so what we've done is just had people call in to those various segments and the only thing is we have so many beloved segments that we have been asking people to identify what segment they're calling in for at the beginning of their call. Uh, so here, here is our first call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. I have a secret that I am taking to my grave. When I was about 12 or 13 years old, and my brother was about 10 or 9, we went to this giant abandoned field to launch rockets with my father. Now, these are like rockets you don't mess around with. They're level C or D. I don't remember all the ins and outs of it, but they're really powerful rockets that go off really, really, really high in the sky. Anyways, as we're lighting it off, one of them tipped over and knocked out my brother almost instantly when it went off careening into his face. Now my dad freaked out, picked my brother up, shook him. Don't do that. Uh, Then he... Kind of came to when we realized that he was okay. My dad took him to the doctors. They gave him a clear check, and we were told to never, ever, ever tell my mother. And if we didn't, we would get a free Blockbuster rental for the next six months every Friday. And we did get those rentals, and my mom still doesn't know. She'll never know. Well, hope you guys are having fun. Previously, the dad was charging them to rent videos on Friday <laughs> it, it sounds like the dad arranged it with Blockbuster somehow. It's like, listen, my kid got hit in the face of the rocket. I don't want mom to know. Just give us the Joe Montana sports talk football. One copy of Malone, please. You know what? If I was, if I was that guy they called in, I probably would have held out for something better than a video. I would have held out for, I don't know, a Philips CD Interactive. 
Bare minimum. A lot of great stuff you can rent at Blockbuster. That video where the cartoon all-stars team up to tell you not to do drugs. That's a free rental, Jordan. That's in the that's in the public interest section. You and I <laughs> both know that. <laughs> that was the the asterisk on on the deal with dad. Uh, there's a free rental every week at Blockbuster. It's Magic Johnson and Arsenio Hall talking about AIDS. <laughs> it's a free rental, but it's Michelangelo teaming up with Slimer <laughs> to teach you CPR. <laughs> Dave and Graham, did you guys ever rent a piece of equipment at the video store? Because that was something that I never got to do. I did not have the video game systems they had there at the video store. I never got to do that weekend rental of a Sega Genesis or whatever, even though it was my greatest dream. Um, when we were on holiday once, we were staying in a place that didn't have a VCR. So we rented a VCR from the like bait shop slash uh, <laughs> movie rental place <laughs> slash like where two old guys sat around drinking coffee and telling stories. And they had, they had a, <laughs> they had a VHS and it came in a very specialized carrying case. It was, that's all that would ever be able to fit in there. And it had a shoulder strap <laughs> for people on the go. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. I didn't know that that was possible. When I, I had my seventh or eighth birthday. Uh, we rented a video camera uh, because I wanted to do a, a talent show oh boy. <laughs> for my birthday. Wow. Does this tape still exist? So, I don't know if the tape still exists. It's me. Bonus content uh, idea. <laughs> yeah. My, I remember my talent was uh, I sang the Gilligan's Island theme. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> and I remember uh, one little bit of the choreography <laughs> I, I had for the millionaire and his wife. I had my dad's <laughs> credit card and then I like pretended to 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 like cut it with scissors for the <laughs> wife. I don't I don't know why that makes sense. It, I don't think it does, but yeah, I mean, if there's one thing I, I mean, I'm not married, but if there's one thing I know about wives, is they're yeah. always cutting up credit <laughs> <Yeah>. cards, <laughs> especially the the wives of millionaires mm -hmm. and the wives of seven year olds. Was that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Were you were super into Gilligan's Island as a seven year old? I don't know. Uh, I was into television, all of it. So that's right. sure, that was uh, you know as like it's, I don't is old TV still on TV. Like, mm. I feel like there used to be, in the 80s, there was still, like, you could watch hours of 60s TV. Yeah. I think it's probably on IMDb TV. I think that's probably what IMDb TV that's is. That's where I can see Count it's Dracula. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Banana Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maximumfun.org slash join for more of this great stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Remembering British cartoons <laughs> that were weirdly imported to other countries. Mm -hmm. See, it is kind of interesting that, like, we just because, you know, TV was TV, we just had to, like, sit through 50s and 60s shit because that was, that was, yeah, I wonder if, like, previous generations will even know what, but I guess, like, kids like friends now, right? I guess that's the equivalent, right? Also, like, but they, they can choose not yeah. to. Like, they... <laughs> They yeah. could. They could not watch Friends. <laughs> they don't have to get through Friends to get to Seinfeld like we yeah. did. That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Plow through. <laughs> they don't have to watch MASH to watch Letterman. <laughs> exactly. 
Dave and I have both said that when MASH came on TV, you were like, uh-oh, we're in adult waters. This is not good. This is not going to be funny. This is going to be sad. Yeah. I had, like, problems going to sleep as a kid, and it, like, kind of stressed me out. And I always knew that I was up too late when I heard the MASH theme yeah. song, mm -hmm. and it made me panic. So every time I hear suicide is painless, <laughs> I start to panic. Like at a dance club or whatever. Yeah. You know, Trader Joe's. <laughs> A lot of Cat Stevens and the, the theme to mash. And that truly was the the golden age of the melancholic sitcom. Like I feel like it's not just mash. I think it's also Taxi, taxi that always yeah, felt that way sure. to me. Like yeah. it's just about shows about like uh, with big laugh tracks that were mostly about loneliness and sadness. WKRP. That, sure. That one I thought. WKRP. Very yeah, mournful, very lonely sad. show. What's the one with Snyder, the the handyman that had a lot of sadness? Oh, one day at a time. Mm. Snyder, the yeah, one day at a that time. That was sad. Mm -hmm. Night Court was that was fun. Night that Court, is... very sad. Brian <laughs> says yes, that sad. was for fun yeah. adults. Night Court. Yeah. God, my dad loved Night Court so much. Like, just he would just get so <laughs> pumped about Night Court reruns. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> just grab those pliers, change the channel. The Night Court's coming on. Okay, let's take another call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, Sunny D, and guests. I'm going to guess Elliot Kalen. Uh, this is Nick from South Dakota, calling in for your long running segment, Dreams About Jordan Moving to Pasadena. So the other night, I dreamt that my girlfriend and I went to visit Jordan in his new home in Pasadena, and he was showing us around all the cool new spots he had discovered. Uh, we went bowling, we got some street tacos and some ice cream, and at the end of the day, we decided to go skinny dipping in a river with some other people. Uh, so we were taking our clothes off, and Jordan gets his pants off, and he just has the biggest dong I have ever seen in my life. And everybody is real impressed and congratulating him, and yeah, it was just really impressive and special. So, Jordan, I hope you enjoy your new home, and congrats on the big, massive horn. <laughs> so proud of you, Jordan. Every, uh, there's a lot of stuff. Congratulations, buddy. Thanks. It is, yes, it is odd. Just uh, the sentence, and everyone was congratulating him. <laughs> yeah, I really hope you on that, too. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, a jolly what? good fellow. <laughs> you know what I imagine was Guys. that like uh, that medal ceremony at the end of Star Wars, mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> then I wink at Chewbacca. Yeah, that's a that's a. I mean, they have Pasadena pegs. I mean, I've only been here a month, but yeah, it's been all ice cream, street tacos, skinny yeah. dipping. Mm -hmm. Bowling mm -hmm. and in the river, the in Pasadena the river, skinny river. dipping in the Pasadena <laughs> River. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's take one more call. Hello, it's John Dickerson. I'm calling in for John Dickerson. Calling Wait, in to give you the on. latest. Hold on, <laughs> John Dickerson from Meet the Fucking Press. Holy John shit. John Dickerson from 60 goddamn minutes? <laughs> John Dickerson from CBS what morning? This? <laughs> Who writes books? Writes <laughs> great books on presidential history. Yeah. Okay, press play, Brian. Hello, it's John Dickerson. I'm calling in for John Dickerson calls in to give you the latest update on his oil pressure and wiper fluid. Both are A-OK. -okay, <laughs> but... The watchword is constant vigilance for me and for you. Good day to you. 
<laughs> Thank you, John Dickerson. Oh. I've, uh, I have honestly never enjoyed anything more. <laughs> I have never enjoyed anything more than that. God damn it. What a guy. That's all John Dickerson, baby. We didn't we didn't give him any material. That's John Dickerson. Doesn't need it. You just get you just let you just you just point the phone at Dickerson and let him go. It's like working with Vince Vaughn. Did John Dickerson hire Bruce Valanche? I can't speak to that. He could Hard certainly afford it. The guy has network news money. Wow, that's but amazing. I think that came straight from it's not just straight from that the mind of John Dickerson. We all know about John Dickerson's extraordinary mind. Also straight from the heart Beautiful. of John Dickerson. Beautiful. This is a guy who cares. Grant, David Graham, do you know who this is? <laughs> no, no idea. Was that a wrong number? <laughs> <laughs> he seems like, uh, yeah, he's like a news guy. He's my favorite news guy. Uh, easily my favorite news guy. One of my, maybe one of my top guys, period. Um, and I... When I first I joined Instagram this year, I had not been on the gram. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Graham, that's your yeah, name. That's I did fun. A, Have yeah. you guys had some fun with that on the show? I did a a, a one man show that traveled around called Instagram, which was literally just pictures of my Instagram account. Ugh, amazing! A lot of fun. Uh, I wish I could watch that show. <laughs> yeah. um, so I joined, and that's you know, it's kind of a goof. I was like, well, I'm just gonna follow. I'll just follow John Dickerson and like you know, for the first month that I'm on Instagram and that'll be kind of fun. And I did, and it was great. And I have followed more people since then. And honestly, it has not gotten better. Yeah. John Dickerson's got a beautiful dog. Dog, scenery, (laughs) news, some funny stuff. So a beautiful family. Gorgeous family on Dickerson. Does it all. It's the, everyone else fucking sucks compared to him on Instagram. Everybody is congratulating Jordan on his crank. They should be congratulating <laughs> John Dickerson on his beautiful Thank family. You. Hey, hey, everyone. Everyone who was down skinny dipping with us in the Pasadena River after we got ice cream and street tacos. Instead of applauding for the python. Yeah. Applaud, applaud Dickerson on his fucking pristine ass social media. Guy's a treasure, and he called our show. We are so lucky. We are so lucky. Can I say something? Yes. If I have one problem with Generation Z, and <laughs> I'll grant sure. you, I've got a few problems with Generation Z. Yeah. Okay. Well, hoarding all those fingerprints. <laughs> yeah, they don't know anything about clearly Canadian, that's for sure. <laughs> sure. They'll learn. Uh, <laughs> don't know what it's like to have to watch MASH to watch Letterman. Sure. Don't remember the Snapple lady. But, uh, Jordan, if I have one problem with Generation Z, it's this. Too many of them are congratulating you on your dick mm-hmm. when they should mm-hmm. be congratulating the family on dick. John Dickerson, that is. Nice. Yes. Yes. You know, when you're right, you're right. Thank you, and that was definitely worth the build-up. <laughs> <laughs> this has been worth the build-up. <laughs> if you think this has been worth the build-up, send a self-address stamp envelope to Maximum Fun, care of 832, Grand Rapids, Minnesota, 95538. If you don't, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Will you have people call in and do a long story that was worth the build-up? Is that a possible segment? No, we should. That would kill all kinds of time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. People should do that. Do you think we could get Dallas Reigns to call in on that one? 
Dallas Reigns, Nora O'Donnell. Uh, <laughs> Wolf Blitzer. What's Blitzer doing? Jack shit. Blitzer's not doing anything. Not since the Gulf War ended. Yeah. Just scratching his beard and looking confused. Oh, Graham, I wanted to ask you, what was that What was that brewski you popped earlier? That was a, a local brand called Steamworks, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it was a Pilsner. It was a Pilsner Steamworks from here in Vancouver. Is this a two-beer record for you? Yeah, absolutely. This is, yeah, cool, and man. then I'm going to go over oh, to yeah. the pool hall, hang out with all the teens. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Dave, what are you what are you drinking over there? What what are you ch- what are you chugging down? Oh, I finished mine. It was a pop shop uh, orange soda. Cool. <laughs> yeah, from I the thought, pop shop. I thought it looked like you were you were uh, drinking a, a a novelty soft drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like a drink for our audience at home. This is like a drink that looks like it was purchased at a candy store with a big rocket in the front window. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, we're trying to raise money for a podcasting company with a big rocket at the front window. So <laughs> that's fair. That's great connection. Fair. Great, great synergy. Great yeah. synergy. So, Dave, did you get that by going to maximumfund.org/join? Or yeah, I clicked on my favorite shows. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, Graham Clark, weekend dad. Dave Shumka, little Dave Shumka. <laughs> <laughs> so producer Val, production fellow at MaximumFun.org, is uh, streaming this into our Facebook page. We're, we're meeting via teleconference, the teleconference being sent live uh, to people who are staying up late. Uh, to watch it. And there is this comment stream. I have not been looking at the comment stream during the recording of, the, of this program. Look, I've been focusing on the Max Fund Drive and people going to MaximumFund.org slash join. That's what I've been focusing on. However, I just checked in with the comment section. It only shows three comments at a time. And this was the main comment with no, you know, one of them was like, cool, or something like that. And one of them was like, this is fun. And Make $500 a day. Ask me how. <laughs> and then there was one from a guy named Ron. And this is the totality of his comment, which again was just appeared sandwiched between some other comments. It said, actually, we're fighting Durugar, which are evil dwarves, but I figured ogres was more universally easy to get behind. <laughs> You know, he's right. He's not wrong about he's it. He's right. Like, Joe Biden can try and bring America together all he wants. He can try. Ultimately, he's going to need ogres to do it. Yes, they're very strong. They're a mighty race. <laughs> a lot of people think A lot of people think do-regards is going to be enough. But uh, I think we can agree that ogres are much more universally easy to get behind. Come on. Let's come on, orcs. Come on, trolls. Tree people. <laughs> Griffins, hydras, yeah, jocks, yeah. sportos, preppies, yeah. mm-hmm. whiskey drinks, cider drinks, <laughs> butter drinks. 
Jordan, Thongs this is, remind you of the best times. This is our show, Jordan, not their show. <laughs> their show is the one where Dave says the lyrics of Tub Thumping. Jesse, I don't listen to either show. <laughs> I don't know what happens on the shows. I'm more of a retail nightmares guy. <laughs> if you listen to either show, it's Max Fun Drive time. We're asking you if you're able to go to MaximumFun.org slash join and join the thousands of folks who are supporting the programming of Maximum Fun. Um, you know, a lot of folks might not actually even know how the Max Fun Drive works, like what it is. We only do this once a year. This is an 11-day operation. But Maximum Fun, almost of the significant majority of our revenue and the money that gets paid to our hosts comes directly from the membership support of members of Maximum Fun. Yeah, if you uh, if you're nice enough to go to maximumfund.org/join and keep uh, keep the operation going, you are you're literally making sure that the podcasts get made and uh, that everybody involved with them is uh, getting paid, and that's awesome. And, you know, and that's like an altruistic reason to get involved. Like yeah. that's a good-hearted, like selfless reason to get involved. Yeah. But if you're uh, if you're a, a craven little goblin looking out for number one, <laughs> if you're a Duragar. <laughs> If you're a real do regard <laughs> and you're like, how can how can this benefit me? Me meaning you. And you meaning a Duragar. You meaning a Duragar. Here's all the stuff you can get if you donate to MaximumFun.org. Uh, for five bucks a month, you get all that bonus content we mentioned. I, I see here that it says over 200 hours of bonus content from all the shows. There's videos, there's music, there's all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, some stuff that we've made, some stuff that Spy has made. Um, and yeah, definitely if you're, hey, if you're maybe you're hitting the road for a little... Uh, for a little road trip or vacation this year that uh, that Boko's uh, going to come in handy. We recorded a show on a goddamn boat, Jordan. We recorded a show on a boat. It's not our best work. Not our best work. <laughs> we played a drinking game where we got pretty messed up. Jesse drank weed soda. Me and Ben Harrison drank warm seltzers. Ben's wife, Rachel, had to pick us up. <laughs> Five bucks a month, you get all that bonus content. Ten bucks a month, you get all that bonus content, plus one of 38 enamel pens. Uh, perfect for jean jackets, cork boards, lapels, and <laughs> fanny packs. These are designed by Megan Lencott, uh, awesome awesome artist and, uh, uh, and painter. Um, so this year, we should say, because each show has its own pin. Uh, guys, what's the spy pin this year? Graham? Uh, Dave, if I ask you the question, <laughs> mm -hmm. what does A&W stand for? Hamburgers and Woot Beer. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. That is the pin. Can I tell you, I recently, inspired by fellow Max Fun podcast, The Flophouse, uh, I watched the movie Supergirl. Uh, with my daughter. My daughter got my daughter gets really excited to watch things that Elliot wants to watch. And um uh <laughs> Elliot is basically my daughter's hero. Um and so we watched Gracie and I watched Supergirl together. Supergirl is a very odd movie that actually I kind of enjoyed. Um, yeah, Supergirl's a blast. Yeah. Uh, a lot of weird, crazy stuff, some good, some really good outfits, um, some neat effects, some completely inexplicable things. One of the inexplicable things is that, like, a solid 20% of the movie is dedicated to AW Root Beer. Like, there's mm. so many, like, billboards in the background for AW Root Beer. There, and there is a part where these two would be muggers. 
try try to uh, take advantage of Supergirl when she's not wearing her outfit. And uh, she, you know, kicks their ass. Uh, but one of them is wearing an A&W root beer T-shirt uh, <laughs> in that scene. And all I could think the entire scene was hamburgers and root mm-hmm. beer. <laughs> Did she say, oh, you're, you're trying to mug me? The only mug I'm yes. interested in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is a frosty mug of A&W root beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one with bite. So uh, the Jordan Jesse Go pin this year uh, is a, a cup of tea that says... Yummy on it. Um, this is a tribute on... to Jordan's signature character, Herbal Tea Calmman. Sorry. Oh, signature character? You mean good friend? <laughs> you mean my good friend who shows up when I'm not here? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so every show has a pin. There's a bubble pin in there. All, all the shows. Pick your fave. Uh, oh, and speaking of uh, tea, you get a, a special blend of loose leaf interstellar orange tea from the Wishes Tea Company. And speaking yeah. of tea, I'm going to spill a little right now. Ooh. Jordan's got a big hog. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Let's all celebrate. No, don't celebrate my hog. Guys, oh boy. I'm so embarrassed. This is supposed to be about you. <laughs> Uh, so for 20 bucks a month, not only do you get your favorite enamel pen, a letterpress membership card, uh, but you also get the Take a Minute Tea Kit. It's the perfect accompaniment to 20 minutes of rest, relaxation, and hot drinks. Uh, Atomic Pixies designed a lovely Art Nouveau inspired 5.5 tall tea tin to hold your loose leaf tea bags pins, whatever you fancy, uh, and Wishes Tea Company has made a special blend of loose leaf interstellar orange tea. Uh, you can get that for 20 bucks a month, 35 bucks a month. You get a rocket insulated cup. You get the Take a Minute Tea Kit, your pin, your MaxFun membership card, all the bonus content. Uh, there's levels at $50 a month where you get a custom metal MaxFun card. Uh, for 100 bucks a month, you get HQ access pass and immortalization at MaxFun HQ. Jesse, can you talk a little bit about this? Yeah, we will actually take those members, the folks who join at, at that Golden Eagle level, we will have them bronzed and mounted on the walls of Max Fun HQ. This is something we are incredibly, wow. incredibly excited about. Uh, but you can find all, everything about all the levels at MaximumFun.org slash join. What I want to emphasize here is obviously uh, just the shitty garbagest of all shitty garbage years. And uh, at the end of the day, if you're able to become a member of MaximumFun.org at any level, our gratitude goes out to you. And so does the gratitude of the folks who aren't able uh, to become a member of Maximum Fun right now. If if you can't join right now, we understand there's a thousand things you can do. Keep listening. Uh, tweet about the show. Uh, tweet about the Max Fun Drive. Talk a friend uh, who's a listener into becoming a member. Um, we're grateful for all of your efforts on behalf of Maximum Fun in this special time. And again, like... If you are in a position, if you've if you've come out of all this nonsense doing okay, remember that it's uh, because of folks like you um, that uh, that we're able to keep the lights on through tough times like these. So special thank you to all of you who go to maximumfund.org/join. Truly, the, every year, but especially this year, um, anyone who joins at any level gets my infinity level of gratitude. There is no gradations between my gratitude based on level. 
uh, it's the difference between doing it and not doing it if you're able. So go to MaximumFun.org slash join. It starts at five bucks a month. um, And we're grateful for every single member. Yeah, it's definitely, I think so many people do that $5 a month level. Like obviously if you have the means to upgrade or do a higher level and you want some of those cool prizes, uh, do it, do it. But also, Hey, if you have five bucks a month, if you want to, you know, throw your favorite podcasters a buck per episode, um, it totally helps. It's what most people do. And it's, it's basically the reason that the lights are on at maxfund.org is, uh, is that people kind of come in and give it whatever level they can. And yeah, even that $5 level is super important. You get all the bonus content and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, uh, I mean, name, name, a name, a better value in streaming entertainment, five bucks a month. I dare you. I mean, I like HBO Max. Yeah. So that's got that Warner Classic Movies. What's that called? Sure, you got a nice, yeah, you got Turner Classic Movies. Yeah. And of course, the Crunchyroll tab. Yeah. But that's that, Jesse. That's like fifteen bucks a month. This is this is five bucks a month. And it doesn't have an episode. F- fucking uh, Dragon Ball Z didn't record a podcast on a boat. That's true. You know what I mean? And Attack on Titan didn't record an episode where they lost the audio and then Graham came in and redubbed his end. <laughs> and the Attack on Titan's on Netflix. So yeah, I don't think that's on well, HBO Max. Yeah. I'm sorry. But still, we're a better value than Netflix. We're a better Jeez. value than stupid Netflix. Yeah. Um, even though it is, t- I, I have a hard time imagining my life without Lillehammer. Mm, mm, the yes. show that launched it all. A New York gangster in Norway? <laughs> That's a question we're still asking. <laughs> All these years later. In Norway? Can I can I very briefly explain like the the logistics of how this works? Because there are now dozens of shows that are part of MaximumFun.org. Maybe this is the only one you listen to. Uh, maybe you listen to a few more. Um, uh, hopefully you listen to Stop Podcasting Yourself, because I do. That shit's hilarious. Um but however many shows you listen to, when you become a member, you tell us what shows you listen to. Uh, your membership money every month is just split among those shows. Uh, a little bit comes off the top to pay for the Max Fund Drive and you know what's going on at Max Fund generally. Uh, but the significant majority of it is just split evenly among the shows that you listen to. So you are really directly supporting the shows uh, that you care about when you become a member of Maximum Fun. This is not like a situation, I feel like I have I say this every year, but it's not a situation where all the money goes into a big pile and then everyone lines up and I decide who gets what. This is a situation where you are directly supporting your favorite creators. And we're very proud that we do it that way. Um, and we're very proud that, that many, many folks are making a living or able to make room in their professional lives to make podcasts because of your membership. So if you want to be part of that, we're grateful for it. Go to MaximumFun.org slash join. That's MaximumFun.org slash join. And we'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Graham Clark, living for the live chat. Dave Shemka, the president of Barstool Sports. 
<laughs> Dave, let's change your let's change your Twitter handle from at Dave Shumka to at Barstool Dave. <laughs> hey, Saturdays are for the boys, boys. <laughs> Always felt that way. Um, okay, so we, as as we mentioned, we've been live streaming this episode of the show, and we went ahead and asked for some questions from the audience. Brian, did we get any questions from the audience? Yeah, we got a couple. What do we got, Brian? Someone asked, what's the best Tillamook ice cream flavor? Fuck. I fuck with that uh, Huckleberry. That Huckleberry is what's up. So I've been, just so you guys know, Dave and Graham, Dave, you're, of course, well-known as an ice cream influencer. You tend to go down to the DQ, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, DQ is one of the places I go. There's a local place I go to called Rain or Shine here that I like. Mm, That sounds nice. What's the best flavor over there at the Rain or Shine? Oh, it's this one with sponge toffee in it. It's uh, like the malted milk. milk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a great flavor. Sponge toffee, like in like an, that's the kind with bubbles in it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. And malted milk ice cream is one of the absolute best. That's tremendous. Sorry, Tillamook, I'm out. I'm in on rainy day. What's it called? Rain or shine. Holy mackerel. What do you get at the DQ? Blizzard dip cone? I mean, you can't go wrong with any of it. But I like whenever they have like a brownie thing with whipped cream and chocolate sauce and uh, soft serve. I mean, it's all got soft serve. And if they're out of that, then Dave just gets a cake to himself. (laughs) (laughs) I go to the DQ all the time, but just because I love those tasty burgers. (laughs) <laughs> yes. i love to buy food at the dq that's my oh yeah yeah i've yeah. never even had the dessert hot eats <laughs> cool right. treats yeah exactly Is that the uh dq slogan i've been trying to become an uh, so uh, I, I they started carrying tillamook brand ice cream tillamook is a dairy brand in the united states i don't know if you guys get it up there but um, i know tillamook cheddar the uh talented artistic jack russell terrier no <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a famous like Instagram dog? Uh, no, this is like 20 years ago. This is uh, the dog that used to, I think it would, they would put like colored paper down and it would scratch on the paper. It would scratch a little. And it would predict who wins the World Cup? Yeah, it would scratch its like, you know, <laughs> madness onto it. <laughs> <laughs> its dog ramblings into some kind of. So it was like an art dog? It was an art dog, like an okay. art elephant. Yeah, yeah, got it. Uh, the the Tillamook brand is known for their cheddar. This is a, 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 a dairy brand of the Pacific Northwest, known for its cheddar. But recently here in Southern California, we've started getting its ice cream in, in our grocery stores. And uh, it's definitely the best ice cream you can buy in a grocery store around here. And uh, a lot of nice flavors. Um, but I got to go with that Mountain Huckleberry. Uh, Brian, we got anything else in the chat there? Yeah, what else is in there? Um, yeah, uh, another fun one here. Uh, who's ripped the most pair of pants? Mm, that is a fun one. The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That guy's pants stay, uh, stay. Well, I guess the legs rip. The legs yeah. rip, yeah. The seat, the seat and crotch stay intact. Yeah, he's got some good stretch, good stretch denim. I haven't ripped a lot. I'm going to say three in my time. I think I have not ripped a lot of pants. Oh, I ripped a swimsuit recently. That's, That's like cool. a pants. That's like a pants but you swim. That was because with. of your 
Yeah, that's because of the uh, yeah, the downstairs monster. Sure. <laughs> sure. Congratulations, by the way. Congratulations yeah. on ripping through your swimsuit. I mean, Thank everybody you. offered you their congratulations, Jordan. Everybody. Thank you. Everyone down at the river. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would say that I think I don't think I ripped a ton of pants as an adult, but I think I frequently ripped pants as a kid. So I think I. I bet are I. You just, are we just talking about ass up? That's or like the the crotch down? area. Any ripping, I think any ripping. Like if you accidentally well, like rip you your sn- hem, that's well, fine. Yeah, but, or but like w- if you snag your knee on a uh, hook right. or something. Yeah. Like wow. Or like you know, jeans get ripped or yeah. if you own them long and then enough. They look cool. I do a lot it's of true. running in hook heavy areas, so I have snagged <laughs> a lot of knees. I mean, if if we're talking asses, I'm yeah, I'm like three or four, but if just like. Torn pants? Yeah. I'm like 50. Yeah. yeah. Dave was in Nam. <laughs> but I mean, that's because of uh, Jordan's crank, right? Yeah. yeah my, my crank gets so big, it rips other people's pants. Yeah. Who live in a different country. That's how big this thing is, guys. That's how that's what OPP big for. this goddamn sausage is. I don't know what character I'm I think being. this character is Dennis Miller's comedy about Jordan's giant yes. crank. <laughs> hey, babe. Call Norman Schwarzkopf because Jordan's crank's getting out of control and I'm going to have to read the Epic of Gilgamesh, babe. <laughs> What are you talking about? You're conservative now? <laughs> um, I think I, what I was being there was like early 2000s comedy character. You know, mm-hmm. like when comedy was about dudes, dudes. Like, oh, my fucking sausage is too big, man. It's fucking ripping pants in other countries. Oh, oh the Kool-Aid man. Pow! <laughs> That's what he said. Yes. Comedy yeah. in the round. Uh, Graham, how about you? Pants ripping? Here, I've had plenty of pants ripping. The last time was getting on a bicycle, which I haven't done in years, and my pants ripped, and then just kind of riding on a bicycle with my balls very on the seat. And uh, Cool. And then what I do every year, not quite ripping jeans, but I cut whatever last year's most disappointing jeans were, they get turned into jean shorts the following summer. Nice. Yeah. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Have you made this year's shorts yet? The, I made one pair. Uh, the crotch is nearly done. So I was like, you put in your service. Let's have one summer with you. And then uh, <laughs> send you off to Valhalla. Sweet. Kind of putting yeah, them out exactly. to stud. <laughs> Graham, I like the idea of you like holding up the shears to the blue jeans and saying, you've disappointed me. <laughs> you are the weakest link. <laughs> Well, Dave and Graham, what a joy it has been, as ever, to have you on Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, you guys are just the absolute greatest. If anybody in the Jordan Jesse Go audience has not listened to Stop Podcasting Yourself, it's like our show uh, without me talking over everyone. <laughs> uh, it is a really wonderful program uh, that I listen to all the time for fun for myself. Um, I have no professional obligation to listen, but I choose to listen because I love the show. The original Max Fun show that was not just me making it in my apartment. Yeah. Uh, came, the was referred to Max Fun by people on the Maximum Fun message board when we had a message board on our website. 
people there were uh, talking about how great Stop Podcasting Yourself was. Turned out it was just Dave um, <laughs> mm-hmm. doing that. <laughs> I heard it's really good. <laughs> I say we let him go. The message board. Why are you doing a voice? Um, but it, tru- it truly is one of the greatest, funniest shows uh, in the world. Uh, certainly the funniest show in Canada where it's won s- over 75 uh, best comedy podcast awards. How many? How many? How many guys are you guys looking at in your best comedy podcast in Canada? We won. We're three. hoping for number seventy-six this yeah. year. I mean, yes, yeah, big number. That's great because you get a trombone every year. Womp <laughs> 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 Okay, that was me playing one of the trombones. Uh, Dave Graham, uh, thank you again for coming on. Jordan Jesse Go. Always nice to get to see you and talk to you. Thanks Thank for you. Us. Thank you so much. If you're out there, you're not yet a member of Maximum Fun or you want to upgrade your membership, it's fun. It's easy. Go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Don't miss out on the opportunity. And make sure to go to MaximumFun.org uh, b- before m- uh, May 14th because that's when the Max Fun Drive is ending. And we have all kinds of special stuff. There's a calendar up there. We're doing stuff Every single night of the week, we're doing something or other. I just saw Stu is doing Instagram lives with uh, Elliot and Dan on Instagram from the Flophouse. All kinds of great stuff. McElroy's have special stuff planned. Uh, Dre and Alonso and Ify have special stuff planned. All that's up at MaximumFun.org. Our buddy uh, Ken Plume is leading Max Fun Trivia on the 7th. And oh. I'm going to play with uh, our buddy Riley Silverman. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to have a nice time. And we got a lot of cool stuff coming up over on Barstool. Uh, (laughs) We're doing our fantasy boob draft. (laughs) Can I say, just this evening, my friend uh, hooked me up. If you go to WrestleMania.ca, it goes to my website. So, Mm. yeah. Wow. Thank you. Congratulations, Graham. That's really cool. Uh, that's MaximumFun.org slash join. Our producer is Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. Thanks to producer Val on the video. Uh, our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Jordan is on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris. I'm at Jesse Thorne. We're also on Instagram. Uh, Jordan is Jordan David Morris. I am put.this.com. On you can find us on Reddit maximumfun.reddit.com. You can hashtag it JJGo on Twitter uh, or on Instagram if you take a picture of yourself uh, yucking it up about Jordan's monster crank. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, that website. It's not something to laugh at, Jesse. <laughs> something to applaud. It's a, like a laugh of wonder. It's like a ha-ha-ha, sure. yeah, like, I can't wrap my mind around how beautiful this is. Right, where people are always laughing at waterfalls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 ha look at it go. Ha-ha-ha, <laughs> 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 old faithful, she is as beautiful as they say. <laughs> I've never laughed so hard as when I visited the Grand Canyon. Maximumfun.org slash... Join. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.